Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 185, What's Right with Nick Wright, on a massive Thursday. We have the America Gets the Gift of not having to wait an extra three days to watch Patrick Mahomes play. We've got Thursday Night Football where the Chiefs try to continue the most dominant stretch of one team over another team the NFL has seen in 50 years since the 70s in the NFL, the all-time record for consecutive wins over an opponent is 20. With a win tonight, it will be 16 for the Chiefs over the Broncos. And then they play again 12 days later, and then they can get it, or 11 days later, and they can, no, is that right? No, no, I'm sorry, 19 days later, and then they can get it up to 17 and keep the streak going. So we've got that. We've got a gambling show that at this point I'm really frustrated with. I'm frustrated with myself. I'm frustrated with Demonze for not listening to me on his teasers. I'm frustrated with Vegas. I'm frustrated with everybody. And and I'm going to lash out a bit. But I love the picks this week. I love them. And I liked them last week. I love them this week. There's five of them. We, the only way to break out of this, we go three and two, we go two and three, we go three and two, we go two and three, is by having a perfect week. A five and a week, Demonze. And you know what? I'm going to call it a six and a week because I'm including your teaser in it. Because last week, I told you, you teased across the zero, you screwed up, I gave you a bad grade. And what was the only leg of the teaser you lost last week, Demonze? The one where I teased through the zero. Um. Exactly right. My, uh... Exactly right. So, you know, and, you know, coincidentally or not coincidentally, all of a sudden, money's a little tight for my guy. Like, things are, we got to win some of these bets, pal. We got to win some of these bets. And so, that's coming up in the B block. In the C block, you can put in your questions. You also could do, put in your bets and have us grade them if they're sharp or square. The best way to determine if they're sharp or square is if you put a bet in, Demonze likes it, it's square bet. All right, Demonze, what is what did we miss on today's show? Here's what missed the cut. Not on the show today. Kirk Cousins says the trade rumor is not worth his time. Yeah, he has a no trade clause. He's not going to ask right before free agency to go in a new system or to a mediocre team and tank his value. He at least is comfortable in Minnesota, so he's going to stay there. That's at least my take. Diora chimed in on the group chat, concerned about Kai Jones 
Everybody should be concerned about Kai Jones. This is a, uh, he just got released by the Charlotte Hornets. He appears to be going through something. And then whenever one of these stories comes up, I then look and I'm like, geez, man, Kai Jones is 22 years old. He's 22 years old, got a few million dollars, and is just making some really, really poor decisions, it would appear, what and is, I feel for him. Go ahead, Demonze. What is the guy what has the guy really done up until this point? Like I know he got on the Instagram live video. He was busting a sweat. He was dancing barefoot near his car, but like, is he hurting anybody? I'm confused. What's the problem? No, that's why he's here? not in jail, but he got fired missed. from his job. No, he is. You're allowed to do these things, and the authorities aren't going to arrest you. But you cannot be a public-facing person and be just objectively out of your mind on social media. And then but, also, he publicly demanded a trade. He did a bunch of dumb stuff. Go ahead. All right. What about that guy that actually got arrested though, and is like back on the team? But well, yeah. Like, no, this, listen. This is what I, that's no, it's fair, but Miles Bridges, listen, what Miles Bridges did was absolutely terrible. And or allegedly did, I guess I'm supposed to say, but A, he did miss a full year and is now suspended again. And B, yeah, the if Kai Jones was awesome at basketball, then they'd probably, you know, look the other way on these odd and concerning IG lives. But he's not. But the only team invested in him is the team that spent a first-round pick on him, and he torched that bridge. And so, yeah. I, listen, I, I just feel, I feel badly for the young man. He is making very, very bad choices at 22 years old, like a lot of us did, but they're going to potentially cost him his career. And in far less serious news, new footage confirms Bigfoot exists is what the producers wrote. At some point, I'm going to have to have a real talk with our producer's fascination <laughs> with the supernatural. With I mean, this is like grainy footage from a train or something that they're saying confirms Bigfoot exists. I don't know about you guys. My phone has a pretty high-resolution camera. If I thought I was actually seeing Bigfoot, instead of taking a fully zoomed-out video, I might take a single fully zoomed-in picture. That's just my take, but what do I know? All right, Demonze, let's get to the show. What are we starting with? All right, so the Chiefs are obviously facing off against the Broncos and their struggling defense. So we know the Chiefs yeah. can't blow teams out or they don't have the tendency to blow teams out. But if they can't blow out the Broncos tonight, do you think it's time to make an emergency trade? No. Okay. This, I, I, why does no one understand what's going on with the Chiefs except me? So a couple things. One is I keep having to listen on the TV show about how, oh, the Chiefs, you know, they take teams lightly. Or they get out to early leads and take their foot off the gas, which is objectively true. Last year in the Broncos game, they were up 27-0. And then all of a sudden it was close. This year in the Jets game, they were up 17-0. And then all of a sudden it was close. Here is the request I have. Can folks stop concern trolling about the Chiefs letting their foot off the gas until they actually lose one of those goddamn games? Yes, you're right. The Chiefs get up big, and then they go super conservative, and they do things where they don't look Chiefs-like, but they don't lose. 
and there's no margin of victory uh, bonus in the NFL. So it's a nonsense concern. Be like, oh, last year they lost to the Colts. Yes, they uh, they did take the Colts lightly and lose to them, but that wasn't a game they had a huge early lead on. So there's that part of it. Now, as far as make a panic trade, there is, if there were, like, let's say the Bucks were as bad as people thought they were going to be. Now, the Bucs are actually good, but let's say the Bucs were in the position the Vikings are in, where they're like one and four and things are going poorly and they're considering doing a sell-off. In that circumstance, would I potentially be interested in Mike Evans, an instant difference maker at a discount? Sure, I would listen to that. But unless you're getting a player of that caliber, this idea, oh, bring McCole Hardman back because the Jets can't use him. No. And one of the things the Chiefs have done really, really well is last year when people thought they needed help in the secondary, instead of going out and buying a rental at the deadline of a veteran corner, they let the young guys play through it. They let the young guys get the snaps and the experience. And you know what that's led to? Arguably, right now, the best pair of corners in the NFL are the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Tariq Woolen and the rookie Weatherspoon in Seattle would have something to say about it. Uh, I know there are some other teams that are in the discussion, but especially now that Diggs went down, Jalen Ramsey isn't playing right now, that you could argue LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie, two guys on rookie contracts, are the best pair of corners in football. So why do I bring that up? If you go out and get trade for the Broncos for Cortland Sutton, what you're doing is stymieing the growth of Rasheed Rice, stymieing the growth of Kadarius Toney. Now, what I do think the Chiefs need to do on the receiving side of things is maybe they, they've they given Sky Moore a lot of opportunities, a lot of snaps, a lot of targets. Well, not really that many targets because he can't seem to get open. Do Would I like some of those to go more to Justin Ross or to Rasheed Rice? Sure, but the, the solution is going to come from within. Now, on the Broncos game, here are just some facts, all right? Patrick Mahomes is 11-0 against the Broncos in his career. He's the first game ever. The only game he played as a rookie was against the Broncos week, 17, week 18. He won it and has never lost to them. That's first of all. Second of all, things that have happened more recently than the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs. The Broncos have won a Super Bowl. The entirety of Nikola Jokic's NBA career has happened since the Broncos last beat the Chiefs. We have had two different presidential elections. Barack Obama was the president the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. The LeBron James has been to four NBA finals and scored 16,000 points since the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And the idea that that streak is going to end today on a short week when the Broncos have the worst defense through five weeks in the history of the NFL is utter nonsense and no one actually believes This question it. wasn't necessarily about the Broncos. This was kind of about the Chiefs and what they have. And given what teams have been doing to the Broncos, if they can't blow them out, what does this say about them for the rest of their season? 
What If the Chiefs don't blow out the Broncos, it is because they are not focused on blowing out the Broncos. What I am trying to explain to the audience is the Chiefs are playing a different game than the vast majority of the league. The Chiefs are using these games right now as sophisticated televised practices, and they are not putting on tape all of what they are going to need to beat the best teams. Now, they have games remaining, home games, well, uh, international game against Miami, and then home games against Philly, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, and two games in the division against the Chargers, including one in 10 days. Those games, the Chiefs are going to need to be fully buttoned up. Those games, the Chiefs are going to need to know exactly what they have in their receiving core. But right now, especially in a game where Kelsey's coming off an injury and I think his snap count will be down, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to light up the Broncos. I do know they're going to win. I also want to go go ahead and ask the follow-up real quick, Demonte. You said that this could be Russ's last game as a starter uh, for the Broncos, obviously. If, this, yeah. if that's true, how much will you miss him in the AFC? Well, listen, I mean, if, if as long as the Broncos don't get Caleb Williams, I won't be concerned about them any time this decade. Uh, but I want to say something about Russ because there's a lot of, you know, what you're seeing on TV this week and you see it today is, hey, look at Russ's stats. Look at Mahomes' stats. They're similar, and in fact, Russ numerically has been better. This is why it's important if you're going to talk about football, to watch football. I know it's like a wacky take that like, oh, you can't watch all the games. Yeah, you can't. You can't actually. And here is what Russell Wilson's numbers are good. But here's what is also true. Week one against the Raiders, he was brutal in the second half. They scored three points in the second half and blew a halftime lead and lost 17-16. Week two against the Commanders, Russ was awesome the opening quarter and a half of that game. Awesome. They got up 21-3. to He then had a brutal fumble, a three and out, a three and out, a pick, and all of a sudden the Broncos found themselves trailing by double digits, and then Russ padded the stats with that silly Hail Mary down 10 late, and then, well, the down 10, got some garbage time yards, and then the Hail Mary. Week three, they, they allowed 70 points. We're not putting anything on him. Not blaming him for that. Week four, he did play well. Also, the biggest play of the game was the strip sack by the Broncos defense on Justin Fields. And week five, against the Jets, he fumbled the game away. They got inside the five-yard line, settled for a field goal, inside the five-yard line, settled for a field goal, and then down three with plenty of time trying to drive for the tying or winning score. He got stripped, holding the ball like a loaf of bread, and fumbled the game away. Do not, not you, Demonze, the, the generic you, do not argue to me Russell Wilson has played well this year. He's played better than last year, and he's not the biggest problem with the Broncos, but he has not been good. And... The reason I have argued this could be his last start is Sean Payton is going to look for a fall guy. The obvious fall guy is his defensive coordinator. The problem is he hired that D coordinator a few months ago. That's his decision. 
If if all of a sudden, Demonze, this uh, I'm going to use our podcast as an example again. This podcast was just an utter disarray, a total failure. I, you know what? I'd sure rather, and even if none of it was Daniel's fault, I didn't hire Daniel. I did hire you. I'd rather blame him and say Daniel screwed it up rather than be like, you know what? Demonze's not doing good because that's a reflection on me. I brought you on. Daniel was already here. He, in this instance, Daniel is Russell Wilson, by the way. You, unfortunately, in that example, are Vance Joseph. That's unfair to you, but I'm just saying, in theory, if the podcast were failing, you would have some security because if you, if me saying you have failed is an indictment on me, Sean Payton saying Vance Joseph has failed is an indictment on Sean Payton. Me saying, ah, what was Blue Duck thinking hiring this dope from Denver, Daniel? Sorry for the alliteration. That's on them. Just like Sean Payton's like, I didn't sign Russell Wilson. I didn't trade for Russell Wilson. And by the way, don't you anybody send me emails saying I'm bullying Daniel again. He and I have reconciled. We're friends now. I'm allowed to make fun of him if I want. Next. All right. Thank so my guy Brock Purdy goes up and faces against arguably the number one defense in the Cleveland Browns. So when he yeah. goes out there and he looks like prime Brady, who are you going to give the credit to at the end of the game? Didn't I give him credit after the Cowboys game? Did I or did I not give him credit? Was gave I a little fair bit of credit. to Brock Purdy? Or, I, gave him, I gave him a little bit of credit. Um, I got to see the game. Let me see the game and see how it plays out. This might show up in Nick's picks. I, If I were the Niners, I'd be a little nervous about this game. The, the Browns coming off a bye. Excellent defense. Niners potential letdown spot. I've talked a lot about how the team of the week is 0-5 this year. If we want to say going into week one, the hot team was the defending Super Bowl champs, they lost week one. Going into week two, the hot team was the team that had just beaten the defending Super Bowl champs on national television, they lost, the Lions did. Going into week three, the hot team was the Dallas Cowboys who had won their first two games 70-10, to they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Going into week four, the hot team was the Miami Dolphins, who had just scored 70 points. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. And going into week five, the hot team was the Buffalo Bills, who had just beaten the Miami Dolphins by four scores. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going into week six, the hot team is the San Francisco 49ers. Be careful out there, America. That's all I'm saying. Now, well, if yeah. I'm wrong and Purdy carves them up, he is then... Building the resume I asked him to build. Do it against excellent defenses. Do it in adverse circumstances. And with new information, I can tweak, adjust my opinion. The point that I would like to hammer home on the Purdy stuff, other than the Jimmy G comps and that with Shanahan, all of this, the point, as Demonze stares a hole through me, that I think, you know what? I'm going to do a real test right now. Right now, Demonze, Brock Purdy is approximately the blank best quarterback in football. Numerical. Top 12. He's Okay. There you go. So I am now, sorry, I'm going to build quite the bridge and you you'll will end up in the same place 
You know Laszlo DeMonte, a great, great radio host in Kansas City. He's hosted the show for 20-some years. Once upon a time, he he's a big... Uh, he, he's very, very anti-gun. He's very... Mm-hmm. He thinks the Second Amendment has been misinterpreted. He is very pro-gun control. 20 years ago, maybe, he held a debate with a local politician. And... He asked the local politician this question. He said, should we be able to, if the the local politician had made the case that the reason the Second Amendment must not be infringed upon is because of a ter- you have to be able to fight back against a tyrannical, oppressive government. That's why it was written. That's what it says. And so Laszlo asked the question, should you be able, as a citizen then, to buy a suitcase nuke? to buy a anti-aircraft gun, to buy a tank. Because (laughs) if the argument is we must be able to fight against an oppressive government, your 9mm or even your (laughs) AR-15 ain't doing it. They got drones. So should. And if your answer is no, you should not be able to get an anti-aircraft missile, a suitcase nuke, a tank, then we actually agree that you there should be some form of gun control. We just disagree on where it should start. Like you have it starting, you know, at you know military grade large arms. I have it starting at assault rifles. But we agree there should be some level. And it's a very it was a very smart. Um, rhetorical trick he played, but it was also accurate. By the way, in this specific debate, the politician, once he had him cornered like that, was like, you know what? I changed my mind. You actually should be able to buy a suitcase nuke. You're right. And Laszlo was like, well, I guess you've checkmated me. I, I, you know what? I had, uh, um, but, uh, and, uh, okay. So here's why I tell that long story. You agree with me on Brock Purdy. It's just a question of degree. Because... Brock Purdy does not have the numbers of something like the 12th best quarterback. He has the numbers like the best quarterback. He does not have the record of somewhere in the top 12 best quarterback. He has the numbers of the best quarterback. By what he has accomplished, by his stats, he is not only the best quarterback in the league, hands down, he is, through this portion of his career, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. But you, even you, don't believe that. So we are just arguing about degrees. You are giving downgrading him 10 spots-ish based on the weapons, the system, Shanahan, all of it. And I'm downgrading him 18 spots. We're closer than you think. Because if, if if someone wants to, because he has the number, he has the highest passer rating in NFL history. He's never lost a game. He has not, he has a infinite touchdown interception ratio this year because he hasn't thrown a pick. So if, unless folks are arguing, you know what? He might be better than Mahomes. Then we're all, we all agree. It's a question of how far you want to Grade him on a curve. I grade him on a harsher curve, it would appear, than everyone other than Steven Ruiz, who has him 23rd in the league, and he's getting asked, Brock Purdy's getting asked about it by Peter King, 
Demonte's grading him on a slightly more generous curve, but still not. There's people should be arguing he might be the best quarterback we've ever seen. That's what his numbers are. His numbers are he might be the best quarterback we've ever seen. Top, That's what they top are. Top ten. I go back. Top, on that. 10. top ten. We went from twelve to ten. All right, next. Uh, all right. Uh, there are a bunch of teams with a chance with chances to blow out this week. Uh, you got Kansas yep. City versus Denver, Miami versus Carolina, Philadelphia Philadelphia versus the Jets, and Buffalo yep. versus the Giants. But yep. with great blowout potential, is even greater upset opportunities. Assign each yep. game to one of these categories: blowout, easy win, close game, or upset. So we'll start off with Kansas City versus Denver, or I guess you do it however you want to do it. Yeah, I'll I'll do it in the exact order that it was listed, not by game, but by uh, category. Blowout is the Bills, Jet the Giants. I think the the Bills, particularly coming off a loss, and the Giants just being just dead on arrival. This is the exact type of game the Bills win 37 to 10. That is their MO. After a bad performance to look absolutely lights out. So I like the blowout um to be Buffalo against the Giants. The easy win, I am going to say Kansas City versus Denver. I don't know that the Chiefs will blow them out. I am very confident Denver will never have the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. The Chiefs will, at a minimum, keep them at bay up 7-10 to 10 throughout the game. Close game, I'm going to say, this is, I, I honestly think this is probably an easy win as well, but if I have to assign it a category, I'm going to put Philly in the Jets, and here's why. I... Uh, the Jets cannot block Philly's front. They have no chance of blocking Philly's front. And because of that, this could be a disaster for Zach Wilson. However, I also think the Jets' defense right now is playing at a high enough level. It's in New York. And Philly, much like the Chiefs, has been kind of doing just enough to win that I could see this game being close, even if they're that. They know that they can get they can get to Zach Wilson at any point, but it's possible this game gets way away from the Jets because Jalen Carter and that Philly front annihilate them. By the way, speaking of Philly, Demonze, have you looked at their schedule after the Jets game? It is. I'm just going to tell you real quick. Of their next eight games after the Jets game, they are at Washington for one of them. Here are the other seven. Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Seattle, and the Cowboys twice. Of their next eight games after the Jets, they play seven games against what's the worst team on there? The Cowboys, I guess, right now? The Seahawks? They are at Kansas City, at the Cowboys, at the Seahawks, and... Home for the Dolphins, home for the Cowboys, home for the Bills, home for the Niners. Just a so to Philly's credit, they needed to start five and zero because that schedule is a. I mean, that's about as tough as an, of an eight game stretch as you. And by the way, their one quote easy game unquote is one of the only teams that beat them last year. Washington, a divisional opponent on the road. So 
Philly needs that spot now. To if the last, so to, last question or the last one there would be, I guess the one upset would be Miami Carolina. To be clear, I w- I am not betting on that. However, Carolina is not going to go zero and seventeen. And if there was a spot, I, I'm not making the case. I, I there's a Carolina's not beating Miami. <laughs> I'm just not making the case. Uh, I don't think any of these four teams lose outright, but I I am interested in if there's all of a sudden a game where Carolina looks competent, often like they they it's been a while, and Frank Reich had some interesting quotes essentially kind of confirming that he wanted C.J. Stroud, but the owner made him take Bryce Young. I don't know why he said this publicly, but that's certainly the way people read it. Um, and so, I yeah, I this feels like a very safe survivor pool week. Maybe there is a shocker, but Denver can't beat Kansas City. The Jets can't block Philly. The, there's no way the Bills are losing back-to-back games with the second one being to the Giants, and that just leaves Carolina against Miami, and I don't see how Carolina's going to be able to slow down Miami enough. I just don't. Oh, but, but that would be, I guess, the one that I had to take a flyer on. Go ahead. So speaking of the Giants, uh, Danny Dimes and the Giants are set to play their fourth primetime game in six weeks, and Daniel Jones is actually unlikely to play right now. When will the yeah, NFL I mean, this is a issue bad an job apology for this mistake? Yeah, I mean, they they bought into the Giants hype, and they shouldn't have. I am interested to see if Tyrod Taylor looks better than Daniel Jones. That could be a rough spot for him. All right, next. Very rough. All right, you've been super high on the Seahawks and Lions, but neither have cracked your top seven in your tiers. Seattle plays yep. a resurgent Bengals, and Detroit faces Baker and the Bucks. Would a statement win from either team make them good enough teams to be legit threats? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great question. Either one of these teams, for Seattle, it's just winning the game. For Detroit, if they put it on Tampa when Tampa's coming off a bye, then you have to start to ask yourself, is the third team in the NFC not Dallas? Is it one of these two teams? That would be a fair question. Like, obviously, San Francisco and Philly have separated themselves. Most people have, despite the loss, Dallas third, but I think Detroit or Seattle can make a strong case there. Um, all right, go ahead. Last one. All right, so you actually just touched up on this a few seconds ago. Uh, head coach yeah. Frank Reich took a shot at Panthers' ownership for being too involved. If you remember back, it seemed like the coaching staff was more infatuated with C.J. Stroud before the draft. Do you think yep. David Tepper forced the Panthers to take Bryce Young over C.J.? It sure seems like that. And the Frank, the Vegas, remember Vegas was convinced for months that CJ was going number one. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the markets flipped and they took Bryce. People thought I was being too mean to Bryce Young. Here's the thing he's too little. It's just, it, there, it is simple as that. Now, CJ has been way better than I thought he would be. His offensive line's banged up, he doesn't have great receivers, and he's been excellent. And I might owe the Texans an apology because I gave the Texans a hard time because they traded all that draft capital away to get Will Anderson. And I was like, man, you're trading away your own pick next year, which could be a top three pick. They might be an eight-win team. D'Amico's done a great job. 
They've done more with less. CJ's been excellent. The Panthers, on the other hand, traded all that capital to get up to number one. Then it looks like took the quarterback the coach didn't want, and now they might end up trading away the number one pick. Well, I mean, they're definitely trading away their own pick, but it might end up being the number one pick. Could be a, a, a cataclysmic line of decisions for the Carolina Panthers. Don't forget, put your questions, comments, or your bets in sh- in the uh, YouTube comment section for us to get to in the C block. We give out 5-0, and a 5-0 and week coming up next on The Gambling Show. We do it next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right. I was stalling because I had another two and three week. And I am so sick of it. So let's just show you the picks. It started off so well. Jacksonville on the money line. Plus five and a half against the Bills. Then Arizona. Plus three and a half against Cincinnati. All of a sudden. You gave me a bad grade for a teaser. I told you about that as it was unfolding as well. You know what? Fair point. The Rams plus four and a half against Philly. Philly had been... Had... They hadn't been blowing people out. The Rams needed the game. But I should have known the Rams can't block them. Kansas City minus four at Minnesota. Never a doubt. And then the one indefensible bet. Dallas plus three and a half at San Francisco. Now, I I got to tell you, that Dallas game actually saved me. Not the Dallas game, but there was some heartache saved because... You know how I've been on this hot streak of uh, live betting huge dogs? So I did it again in the Panthers-Lions game. So the Panthers are down 28-7, to and I bet them plus the Cowboys' money line. So a live bet on the Panthers trailing 21 and the Cowboys' money line, those just two bets... Were, that parlayed was 77 to 1. 77 to 1. Now, the Panthers ended up obviously losing terribly, so the bet was dead. But do you know how extra crushing that Cowboys game would have been if the Panthers had come back? And I'm like, all right, 
I just need that. Like, give me a sweat here. And Dallas is instantly just getting mollywopped in that game. Okay. Instantly. All right. Here's the deal. Um, I like all, all four of these bets. I'm taking four dogs. I'm taking one tiny favorite who's in a desperate spot and undervalued. And I'm getting great line value on all these games. I'm getting some home dogs. I'm getting key numbers. And for the love of God, I'm going to go 5-0. and oh. What's the first one, Demonte? First one, you got Cleveland plus seven versus San Fran. Okay. So let me explain the logic here. This line was two and a half Sunday night before before Niners uh, Cowboys. It was Cleveland plus two and a half. I am now getting a full seven. Part of that I know is because the market's a little spooked that Deshaun might not play. Deshaun's going to play. If Deshaun doesn't play, the team will turn on him. They thought he was going to play week four. He pulled himself out day of. Then they had a bye. And now if they thought he was healthy enough to play week four. It's now week six. He hasn't hurt himself again. So I believe he's going to play. It The Niners, the vintage trap spot. Sunday night, huge win, national television. Now you go cross country for a one o'clock game against a rested team that needs the game with an excellent defense and I'm getting a full touchdown, I'm I'm all over it. Uh, Stefanski is got a winning record against the spread as an underdog. He's got a terrible record against spread as a favorite. The public, which is on a red-hot run right now, is all over the Niners. That's why this line keeps moving. It was it started at 2.5. After Sunday Night Football, it was 4. It By um, Tuesday afternoon, it was 5. And now uh, it's up to seven. I understand part of that is concern about Deshaun, but it's also because the public can't stop betting the Niners. And the Cleveland defense has no one, forget no one's scoring, no one's getting into the red zone on them. And so I like Cleveland plus seven. Demonze, your thoughts on this one? Cleveland plus seven? I mean, um, I, you don't like it. I don't I can it. tell. You don't like it. Okay, that's uh, fine. You know what? I feel better uh, about it. You are not hot this year. You will be at some point, but I am going to raise in confidence the the more you dislike these bets. What's the next one? You got Seattle plus three uh, at Cincinnati. Seattle's better. They're coming off a bye. Seattle's all of a sudden. We, Seattle, we have not seen them hel- as healthy uh, as they are right now all year. Their, their offensive linemen have been hurt. They've had a lot of guys down all of a sudden with the bye. You check the latest injury report, and while they had some veteran rest days and they're still dealing with some guys in the secondary, their offensive line, which had been decimated by injury, those guys are back at practice. Geno, as a dog, has been excellent. And I believe Seattle has the best pair of corners in the NFC. Reek Woolen and Devin and Weatherspoon are Weatherspoon top five pick. Reek Woolen, second-year player that was a steal in the draft. I think they will be able to. What they're going to be able to do, and let me check, what's the, what is uh, T. Higgins? It, he was limited in practice yesterday. So even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. 
what they're going to be able to do is double chase and trust Weatherspoon one-on-one on Higgins. I still think Joe Burrow is injured, even though he played much better last week. Everyone's like, oh, Cincinnati got their season turned around. Not if they lose this week. Then they have a buy and They play Buffalo and San Francisco. Uh, West Coast teams who play consecutive road games on the East Coast are 14-5-2 against the spread uh, in the last 20 years. The Seattle applies there. The Bengals' only cover this year was last week. Uh, and I understand that Geno's history off a of bye is not great. He's 0-3. But that really means nothing to me because two of those, it's such a tiny sample, and two of those were Geno's rookie and second year when he wasn't the player he is now. I think Seattle's really good. I think Seattle is going to go to Cincinnati and win. And I get three points. So for all those reasons, I love it. You hate it, Demonze? I'd stay away from betting against Cincinnati, especially at plus three at home. I just don't. I think it is Joe Burrow at all the right. end of the day. That's two and for two. I, I yeah, you, you know what? You I am two good more and so more far, confident. Huh? What's the next one? What's the next uh, one? Tampa Bay plus three and a half versus Detroit. All right. So Tampa, again, coming off a bye. I'm getting three points. They're at home. Tampa is still wildly undervalued because the public does not believe in Baker Mayfield. You know who does believe in Baker Mayfield, DeMonze? His teammates. Just named him a captain. And Tampa has looked bad in one game all year. Philly, because they couldn't handle the Philly pass rush. Detroit, Aiden Hutchinson's great, but they don't have a great pass rush themselves. Detroit also... I'm not saying Detroit can't win this game, but I'm getting three and a half. So a 27-24 Detroit win, I cover. Uh, Detroit also is on a crazy covering spread. They're 13-2 and against the spread in their last 15. I actually like that for my side of it because I think Vegas is now trying to comp... Like, the people keep firing on Detroit. They keep covering, so they're going to have to exaggerate the line to a degree, which I think they've done here. Also, all the Sharps are with me on this one. Now... I don't love Todd Bowles, the head coach. I understand that, but I do like the Tam- I like Tampa's team. Pardon me. I also Detroit coming off a blowout victory over Carolina. Tampa, on the other hand, a bye week. They know how big this spot is. I think Tampa wins outright. I love them plus three and a half. Where do you feel on this one? Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I actually like this one. So. Um, Ooh. Oh, yeah. now I'm a little squeamish. Next. Um, New England plus three at the Raiders. All right, this is gonna be a this is gonna be an ugly, poorly played, down in the muck game, and I'm getting three points. It's as simple as that. I'm getting three points where this feels like a 14-13 type of game. I'm not certain at all New England wins, but New England is utterly desperate. Vegas is as poorly coached as any team in the league. Belichick is really on the ropes at this moment. The Raiders' defense is one I do not trust at all. Belichick will have a plan for Max Crosby that the Packers didn't. And as bad as Mac Jones is, we saw Jordan Love this week. He was 
absolutely terrible, and the Raiders almost blew that game. And so for all those reasons, I, I understand Belichick is uh, on a cold streak against his former assistants. He's 4-10 against them over the last five years. I don't. I think that changes this week. I get the three points. They're both bad teams. One bad team coming off back-to-back terrible losses, so they're desperate. New England, another bad team coming off a nationally televised win, and it's a short week. Give me New England plus the three. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Don't like that one either. Um, All right. So that's uh, you know what. That's three out of four. You don't like three. that I love. This is this is how we go five and zero, oh, Demonze. And then last one, <laughs> give it to me. All right, we got Dallas minus two and a half at the Chargers. All right, it says at the Chargers, but it's not. I mean, it is. But oh, okay, it's, not. it's in doubt. Oh, okay. No, it, it's in Los Angeles, but that stadium is going to be eighty-five percent Cowboys fans. So it will be the Chargers who have to deal with the silent count. Furthermore, Dallas has to win this game. Now, the Chargers are coming off a bye, and that part, you you know, if plays in their favor. But Dallas is in a critical spot, having just been dog-walked by San Francisco. And with Philly playing the Jets this week, if Dallas loses, all of a sudden, Philly 6-0, Dallas 3-3, the divisional race could be all but over before you even get to Halloween. Dallas over the last 3 years they are 10 and 1 against the spread after a loss. All the sharps are with me with uh 54% of the money but only 38% of the bets. Dak is 20 and 5 in his career straight up as a, or as a favorite. I shouldn't say in his career, but over the last few years he's 20 and 5 as a favorite. And a field goal win covers at th- minus three and a half. I might feel a little differently at minus two and a half. When this can be a 27-24 Dallas win, and I cover. I believe Dallas is going to win. It's the only favorite I'm playing this week. So there are my uh, Demonze. Your thoughts on it? I don't love it. Um, so it seems like oh, you're uh, is, four and I'm, one. Maybe I should change out that Tampa play. Maybe I should just go with five Demonze doesn't love right now. Uh, So here are my five bets. Cleveland getting seven at home against San Francisco. I understand there's concern about whether or not Deshaun's playing. Here's the deal on that, guys. Yes, we could wait till we have clarity on Deshaun, but if it be once you get the clarity, if he is playing, you're not going to get the full seven anymore. It's going to drop down to probably six, and that full seven is valuable, so I'll roll the dice on it because I believe he's playing. Seattle, plus three at Cincy. Tampa, plus three and a half against Detroit. New England, plus three at the Raiders. And Dallas, minus two and a half at the L.A. Chargers in front of a partisan Dallas crowd. All right, Demonze, you're one for four on teasers. You need to start winning. You need to start doing well. I know you tweeted out like, Follow me on the teaser. We're gonna win. It felt a little desperate. I'm not gonna lie. We don't have to. Um, we we don't have to name names here. But you remember that tweet you sent me? From again, we don't have to name names or professions. Yeah. But you sent me a tweet, and you were like, "Man, does this strike you as as desperate as it strikes me?" And I agreed with you on that. You remember that? Yeah, I do. 
I do. Yeah, well, that's what I. That's the exact emotion that, I felt. That was the vibes you got. That's what it was giving. I was like, oh man, Demonte's like trying to just get some moral support on this bad tease across the zero. Um, but I, I believe in you. I do. Well, go ahead and lay out your teaser for this week. It's another seven point plus one twenty teaser. Go ahead. All right, folks. This week we got another three team seven point teaser at plus one twenty, like yep. you teased. Uh, so we yeah. got. Denver from uh plus set from plus ten and a half to plus seventeen and a half. And then we yep. got Houston from plus one and a half to plus eight and a half. And then you got Tampa Bay from plus three to plus ten. Well, and it's also Houston, actually Tampa's Tampa's plus three and a half now. So you actually get so them 10 plus and ten and a half. Yeah, All which right. is even better. Go ahead. All right, guys. So uh we teased through the key numbers here. Uh we're doing the yep. whole book of bets thing i i yeah. feel very highly of this one i think that as long as the chiefs do not blow out the denver broncos or if they do blow them out you know just beat them by 17 uh tampa bay and houston i honestly think those two games can be won uh but that's just how yeah. that's that's my stance in the situation so, okay can i jump in real quick the houston teaser is a great you're getting every possible key number so I love that. And New Orleans coming off a blowout victory when they don't blow people out. I love Houston in this spot. If people, we didn't talk about that game. It's asking the Saints on the road to win by more than a score. I And I think you agree with this. Houston can win that game outright. Tampa yeah. also. Big backdoor cover opportunity in that spot. They're coming off a bye. You think they can win the game outright. You are, if you were going to tease Chiefs Broncos, which you are, you are teasing the sharp side of it. Teasing a 10.5 point favorite down to 3.5 is brutal. Like, because you're not getting it through the three. Instead, you take it all the way up through the 13, the 14, and the 17. So, right. my grade on this this is an A plus teaser. Here in A+, plus, your first, maybe the first A-plus of your life, certainly on this show, but the... That's incorrect. That, 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 was, that was unfair. That, you know what? As soon as I said that, I was like, you're being a dick. Why did you say that to Demonze? I apologize. I wanted to take it back, but I just couldn't help myself. Um, here's the only concern I have. The emotional devastation if this teaser is dead by 9 p.m., West Coast time Thursday. If there is a real sadness associated with the Thursday night football game crushing your teaser, the flip side is there is a real level of excitement and relief if you have one leg done on Thursday. So yes. I will be I will be rooting for this teaser. I hope the Chiefs are up. What would how could this work? I hope the Chiefs are up thirty four to ten with six minutes left, and the Broncos get a meaningless, silly touchdown to lose 34-17. A little moon ball from Russ. Yeah, and you get a nice bat. Well, if, that, if they're down 34-10, to 10, the ball it might be a moon ball from Jared Stidham. It might, it might not be Russ in the game. But, um, but I hope you get a backdoor cover on it, and I think this is a great teaser. And you know what, Demonze? I might bet it as well. 
I might oh, I might really? trail you on this one. Is, I, is well, this is this you, know you trying to like make up for for saying this is my first A plus, saying that you're gonna trail my a teaser little now? bit. You know what? A little bit. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. A little bit. I feel I I felt like that was really mean and uncalled for by me. Um. All right. What's the offer this week? All right. Week six offer. The Vegas Gold Knights thought that they were slick copying our slot machine uh, idea. I'm gonna show you guys oh, the tweet for goodness. those that are watching on YouTube. How yeah, about dude. that? Uh, Unbelievable. So weird. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's ru- so let's run it back to the NFR NFL slot machine. Uh, the offer. So um, we're gonna bring out the slot machine for those wor- uh, watching on YouTube. Those that yep. watch on the podcast, you're gonna hear a bunch of chiming, I assume. Um, okay, that's fine. So, All right. So, so here it is. So let's see. It is. Go ahead, and I'm pulling the lever. Bink. An NFC South money line parlay. All right, so you've got Washington at the Falcons with the Falcons as a slight favorite, Carolina at Miami with Miami as a massive favorite, and then you've got New Orleans at Houston. New Orleans is a tiny favorite. And the last one is Detroit at Tampa. Detroit is a small favorite. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We are going to do a two-team Moneyline Parlay for one unit of the Falcons and the Bucks Moneyline. That pays plus 320. Okay? We are then, so it's the Falcons to win outright um, at home against Washington and the Bucks to win outright at home against Detroit for plus 320. We are then going to take a quarter unit and add to that bet for a little spice. The Panthers on the money line at plus 660 against the Dolphins because spice. they were the team that I said. You know, for So all of a sudden, a Falcons, Bucks, Panthers money line parlay, DeMonte, 31 to 1. So a $10 bet would pay out $310. So that is, so we have a, our real bet is Falcons. And uh, bucks on the money line with a tiny little fun flyer on adding the Carolina Panthers to shock the world and ruin Survivor content. The thing is, last week was the safest week for Survivor contests we've had all year. There should be some carnage this week. I wonder if it's the Panthers beating the Dolphins. That's what we'll be watching for. All right. We grade your bet, sharper square next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS162 or MS170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, time now for Sharper Square. Joe S. Demonza, you go through them. Go ahead, and we'll <laughs> say what we think on these bets. Joe well, S. says Broncos. Machine. We don't need that. There we go. Go ahead, pal. Joe S. says Broncos plus 10.5 is easy money. Well, I don't know if it's easy money, but that is the sharper side. Getting 10.5 points, that is the, the sharps are going to be probably, you know, a little on the Broncos side of things. 
uh, tonight. I'm not betting this game in either direction. I do. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I do have, I, I had a 10-point teaser that I placed earlier this week. Would you like to hear it real quick? Yes. A five-team 10-point teaser. So here is my 10-point teaser for this week. I have the Chiefs teased down to minus a half point. This is where I screwed up. I have the Browns teased up to plus 14 and a half, which means I gave, because they were only four and a half point dogs at the time, but now they're seven point dogs. So I okay. that part I screwed, screwed myself. I have the Seahawks teased up to plus 13. I have Miami teased down to minus four, and I have Philly teased through the zero to plus three and a half. I got to tell you something. As I read this back live on the air, this is a C minus teaser. I didn't get key okay. numbers with C. I did a bad. I did a bad job there. Um, all right, let me go through these last few sharper square bets. Um, Ryan Goldfelder says thoughts on Chiefs Broncos over forty seven total seems a bit low. I don't know if the Broncos are going to be able to score is the problem. Uh, I'm not reading the this guy's name, but uh, we'll just call him Fat Four Twenty. <laughs> Uh, says Mahomes, 270 or more yards, two touchdowns, and Pacheco, one touchdown. Uh, that's an easy money. That's easy money, right? Uh, here's the problem. I think the Chiefs are going to run all over the Broncos tonight. I like Mahomes to throw a bunch of short touchdowns, but I don't know if he's going to have a bunch of passing yards. Uh Yeet Yacht says, I got to fire parla this parlay. Cowboys minus two, Bucks money line, Vikings minus two and a half, Broncos plus 11. That's, listen, it's a 17 parlay. It's a bad bet. Or 16 parlay. It's just a bad bet. Um, And then we've got uh Matt Ford work, saying Bigfoot yet. exists plus 350. You're going to need plus 35,000 on that. Matt is an odd duck. And that is where we end today's show. Demonze, great work as always. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday. We're going 5-0 this week. Talk to you guys then. Bye.